0: thank you for listening to Voices of Grace. I'm Ryan Peterson. I'm with the Communications Department at Grace Community Church, and our goal here with each episode is to profile followers of Jesus that are on mission in loving others, and today I'm happy to welcome two women that are doing just that. I'm joined by Kathy Fair and Cecily Landeros. Both Kathy and Cecily serve with Grace's ESL classes. Um, for those not familiar with ESL, It stands for English as a Second Language. Um, Cecily was the former ESO coordinator, and Kathy is the current ESO coordinator, and I want to thank you both for joining me this morning.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely. Um, So first, and both of you, please answer uh, this with a little bit of background on yourself, um, just in terms of maybe where you're from um, and how maybe you even got connected at Grace.
2: Kathy, you go right ahead. Oh, well, thank you, (laughs) (laughs) Cecily. I was born and raised in Mexico. My parents were American but um, I lived in Mexico for 18 years and then I came to college. Um, I um, started attending Grace about I'm guessing about 30 years ago and when Grace Español started up I felt led to become part of that um, that church part because um, Spanish is just my first language so it caught my attention I started going and just really connected with the culture of course because that's what I had before I came to the states
0: so you said you were in Mexico, then why did you then come back or was it a short-term thing or were you there a long time?
2: No, um, I was born there okay. and, and went to school there until I was ready for college. Okay. And so I came to the U.S. for college okay. and met my husband while I was here and so I stayed. But yeah, that Mexico is my birth.
0: So how did you get my to birth. East Texas?
2: Um, met my husband, Wood, at school at T- Texas Christian University. Yeah, I went there, and too. Yeah. Good school, good school. <laughs> and he um, he told me right off the bat that he is a Tylerite and he would not live anywhere <laughs> else. So okay. I East landed in yeah, That's <laughs> right.
0: Um, and, Cecily, tell us your story. I know you lived in South America for a while. Uh-huh. Um, give us a little background on you.
1: Well, I'm originally from Austin, Texas. I'm born and raised. and. I actually worked at Pine Cove a couple of summers, and when I was there, I one of my co-workers there, his parents were missionaries in Chile, and so I ended up going there for a year to um, do missions work and to work on my Spanish, which was a great way to learn Spanish, to be abroad for a year. And while I was there, I met my husband, who is Marcelo, and so we lived there for seven years, and then when we moved back, we were looking for jobs, and it was kind of a crazy way that God worked everything together but we ended up both um, being offered jobs here at Grace and I had said that I wanted to um, when we moved back to the States I really wanted to have a job in English because I had been doing Work in Spanish for a year, and I was like, I'm just really tired of writing emails in Spanish. It's so much work, it's so hard. And ironically, my husband ended up getting a job in English here at Grace, and I ended up working for the Spanish campus here (laughs) at Grace. So, the Lord, He's got His mysterious ways, but it was amazing. And so, we ended up arriving to Grace for our jobs here, but we immediately connected with Grace Espanol because, like Kathy said, it felt like home. We had just moved back from uh, South America, and There was just this beautiful community of about 13 countries represented at Grace Espanol and we could speak in English and Spanish and Spanglish and it just felt like home and it was just beautiful. So it was great.
0: That is so cool. So yeah, I'm so glad that God brought you guys to East Texas. Um, Can you both maybe share your story? Like when did you find Jesus was, I mean, were you just raised, you always knew him, or do you remember when you had really accepted Jesus as your savior?
1: I think for me, I grew up in the church uh, growing, going to a Lutheran church. Um, and so I was in youth minister, or youth group and all of those things. But for me, it really became a personal relationship when I went off to college because I was disconnected from family a little bit. Um, and I had to make my own decisions. And so I was able to join uh, a Christian sorority and be around really godly women that really showed me what a true relationship with Jesus looked like. And from there, just being discipled and growing That was how I kind of grew closer to the Lord.
2: And I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, We didn't. We went to church occasionally, but we weren't uh, we weren't real believers until my mom became a, a believer when I was about 14 years old. And you know, some people just switch from day to night, their personality, mm. their everything, and that happened with my mom. And, of course, being 14, I rebelled <laughs> and wanted nothing to do with the Lord. But um, af- when I was in college, um, uh, again, through a friend and um, through their how they talked with me, I be I became able or uh, accepted Jesus. I didn't really start walking with Him until I had kids, mm. and that you know, you really do look for the Lord when you've got three <laughs> little ones under the age of four. So yes, that um, is true. That's when I started my work.
0: Yeah. Okay. So maybe can you build on that? So when did what was it that made you decide? You know, I am going to serve missionally here. That I'm, um, I'm not just going to. Yes, I've accepted Christ, but I'm actually going to walk with him, and I'm going to pour into others.
2: Well, um, I am basically a very introverted person, and so I have attended Grace for many, many years, and but not gotten connected because I'm shy, and if you don't come up and say... Do this, or please do this, I'm not going to get involved. Well, um, what a couple of years ago, I think, or um, Doug and um, Edgar were talking about missionals' work and how we needed to be, you know, we need to work in a, some kind of a mission field. And that really, God really tugged my heart at that time. And that's when I started um, helping Ceci, Cecilia at. Um, with the ESL program and found that I that I loved it and so when she got pregnant and couldn't do it anymore I took over and have kept going but it's it's been it's been wonderful because it's pulling me out of my shell mm-hmm. um, a lot <laughs> sometimes I'm not real happy about it but <laughs> a lot
1: but the Lord is yes, using but you. the
2: Lord has given me strength and it also I retired about five years ago and once I retired It felt like I had no more purpose so when I started helping with um, ESL it just it gave my life purpose again but not only purpose and it really helped me to be missional and to be um, concerned for others and Mm -hmm. help help others especially the Latinos because that's I mean they're my they're my people they're my heart Mm
0: -hmm. right Mm -hmm. do you feel like I mean talking about being an introvert that's a big a heavy step that you took, do you feel like it has changed you it's made made you more bold and confident
2: um, yes, to a certain degree that I let it yeah. because I still am am nervous around big crowds and whatever, Um, but it definitely has helped me be more, uh, be stronger in my beliefs and in my prayer life because a lot, some of our students need prayers and they will come to either their teachers or to me and they will ask for prayer. So it's forced me to become a much more vibrant follower.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Cecily, what about you? When did you kind of make that decision? that you know i'm i'm going to serve the lord like i mean you know whether it's leaving the country when was that point that you were like god was tugging on your heart that that's what you were going to do
1: um i guess when i drew closer to the lord in college it it was one of those things where the more i learned about him the more i wanted to Um, learn, I mean, the more I learned about him, the more I wanted to learn more, and the more I wanted to share that with people. And so I think um, being involved in the ministries at TCU were really important to me, and then being able to be a camp counselor was really important. And so it was just kind of something that just kept growing and growing, and then going off to Chile and living there for a year, and and working in an English club with kids, and loving on people there. um, it, It I think, yeah, it was just kind of something that continued to grow. And the more active I became in my faith, the more I wanted to share that with other people in whatever capacity that looked like.
0: How did living in Chile change you?
1: Oh, so many things. Um, I mean, it's so amazing to see how, like, to look back on your life and see how the Lord has worked through it, because so many things happened in Chile that, completely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I mean, it brought me to Grace. I met my husband there. Um, I was involved in marriage ministries there that were incredible that changed our marriage that have we've been able to then bring here to Tyler, which is amazing to see kind of an opposite type of mission trip where you bring people or 28 people from Chile came here. So there's just been so many things um, that... I mean, I couldn't even. The list is so long; it's it's incredible. I mean, so many things. So that's awesome.
0: Okay, well, let's let's actually talk about ESL. um, And either one of you, can you just kind of explain to people what ESL is? Because I think a lot of people don't even know that Grace has this ministry. But what is it you guys actually do?
1: Well, ESL is um, basically a volunteer. Um, organization that we have through the church so you can be a teacher or you can be a tutor and we open it up to the whole community whoever would like to sign up can come and sign up and it's absolutely free for the community uh generally speaking we only have spanish speakers that come in um though if you spoke another language you could do that and it's monday nights for uh 6.30 is it 6.30 to 8.30. 6.30 to 8.30, so two hours. And they're divided by levels, and so they're just learning English but in a very conversational format. And so you have your teacher who's teaching, and then you've got tutors that are there to kind of reinforce, to practice, help them with whatever they're learning. And it's a really sweet time to build relationships because you are – with the same students every week as a teacher and a tutor. And um, you can keep up with them through the week if you want. Like Kathy said, when they need prayers, you can pray for them. But it's just a, a great way to build relationships, to love on people. because a lot of these people are learning the language, it's scary to be, I mean, I think I can speak to that because when I lived in Chile, I had to learn, I thought I knew Spanish, and then I went to Chile and I realized I don't know anything. And I would say, hmm, interesante or (laughs) interesting for every single thing that people said that was way too fast I didn't understand. And so to be on the other side and to be able to love people where they're at and teach them English in a way that's fun and conversational is a really sweet gift that we can give them. And so that's kind of the gist of the program. Um, do you want to add anything to that?
2: Um, just that it it's also been a real blessing for all the volunteers. Yeah. I have had so many teachers and tutors tell me, this is amazing. I'm having so much fun. Um, I love this ministry because you do become... Uh, friends or you do become partners with your students there. They share their lives and we share our lives and you know, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful way to reach others and to learn about different cultures. Because I was mm-hmm. like Ceci, I, I came to the States and I already knew English, but the culture was a shock to me. Yeah. So I understand both, both situations with with our students. I'm, you know, I know how shell-shocked they are, some of them. And then I know how difficult it is to learn a new language. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. I, I think it's hard for, <laughs> I think it's Americans many times. We're so spoiled because I feel like we just expect everyone to know English. learn English, English. Even yeah. Even if we're traveling. It's true, it's um, true. But it has to, it does have to, and you have to have a great perspective. I mean, like you said, going to Chile. Um, may, why do you think... Um, this is such a powerful, important ministry because I would think, I mean, just from my own experience, if I'm walking into a room and I can't understand anything, anyone mm-hmm. is saying how maybe invisible you even feel. Yeah, yes. And I mean, do you do you, do you feel that or do you see that when these students come in?
2: Well, when they first come in, they're they're so scared that they will not practice even in yeah. class. You they're know, afraid they to speak up. They just listen and listen. They don't speak up. By the time the semester's over, most of them are are you know, trying, they're speaking, they're their learning. So, yes, it is very difficult for them. But the, the biggest difficulty, I think, is that when when we don't know the language and we have to get out into the in with the public, mm-hmm. it, it completely makes you freeze. Um, so the ESL program is good in that it helps them to practice and get a little bit more, strengthen themselves a little bit more courage Mm -hmm. to actually try and use their English and I think most of them that's one of the biggest things is they still they need to practice it but it's frightening
1: yeah I mean when you go to another country and you don't speak the language it's it's very isolating because you can't communicate and so you just kind of are to yourself and so being a place where we can have our arms open and they can come and feel comfortable to practice and make mistakes is just a really great thing because like Kathy said, a lot of these kids, or excuse me, a lot of these adults have kids in school, and yeah. so they're they have to go and talk to the teacher. They have to they have to do paperwork. They have to do all of these things. It's intimidating for me in English, in my native country, to have to do taxes and all that kind of stuff. Imagine doing that in another language where you don't know the tax information. Mm-hmm. So, any way we can help them is a huge blessing for them.
0: And how much of that is? I mean, Kathy, you kind of said it. They come in scared um, to think about. They probably, I mean, are scared to even try because of maybe they feel like they're going to be looked down on because Mm -hmm. they don't say it properly. Or um, I know we have uh, some friends from Brazil and um, I think she speaks uh, and I won't embarrass her. I won't say her name, but she's (laughs) I think she speaks great English Mm -hmm. um, and she's actually done ESL. But she, it took a while for her to even get comfortable around us because she thought we would look down on how mm, she talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, how big of a problem is that? And is that like one of the big barriers in trying to help these students is get past that fear and encourage them to and love it, yeah. them. Yeah, like, and cheer them on that mm-hmm. they're even making the effort to mm-hmm. do it.
2: Yes, yeah. that's a really big thing. You know, a lot, of our, a lot of our students will take their kids with them to the doctor, to, mm-hmm. you know, the where somewhere so the kids can translate because mm-hmm. the kids will pick up the language really quickly, mm-hmm. um, whereas for adults it's a lot it's a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, coming to the classes for them is giving them a needed um, step, a, a needed step, so that they can begin to be. Okay in themselves mm-hmm. to say it wrong because they will find that most people will be kind and, you know, help them say what they're trying to say mm-hmm. or repeat it correctly or whatever. Most, and that's one of the things that they need to learn. Yeah.
0: Now, this ministry, obviously, you guys meet at Grace, but students don't necessarily even have to know Jesus, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have to assume this is also a great opportunity. Um, to introduce people to Jesus, but just loving them mm-hmm. and trying to help them was such—I uh, mean—a difficult thing for any of us trying to learn a new language. Yeah,
2: yeah. Why don't you tell them what we do um, at the beginning of each class? Because I think you started doing that with the Bible verse. Oh, um, do all the teachers do that? Yeah. Really? Oh, all cool. The teachers are doing so. It. A
1: lot of um, something that we. So, like you said, it's open to everyone. Yes. And so you don't have to believe her. You don't have to know Jesus. But we try to obviously love them the way Jesus would love them. But also, something that we do is we'll take a Bible verse and we'll teach them a Bible verse. And we use the grammar and that to be able to teach them. And then they can also, it's typically an encouraging verse that can be a memory verse for them. Um, another thing, like Kathy said, is prayer, offering prayer. And a lot of times they'll come to prayer. But something that also has been really sweet is you build relationships with them. I remember one of the first Christmases, we were invited to a Christmas party from one of our students and Marcel and I went and it was at um, her restaurant and we did a white elephant like it was just so sweet and so they're so grateful for something Mm -hmm. that we're volunteering our time to do that they want to show us how much they love and appreciate us and so being able to be invited to their restaurant and be with all of her family and friends, we were the only people that didn't, that weren't family and friends essentially and it was just so sweet to get to share a Christmas party with them and so building those relationships is just very rewarding and it's when you start to build that relationship then it opens the door to share your faith and then for them to share their personal things and have conversations. So
0: And Kathy, you had said I had asked before we started the interview, you know, I was gonna ask how have you seen maybe God move in this ministry? How is do you have an example or two that you've seen God, do something with ESL that you're just like, wow.
2: Yes. um, We had a couple of years ago, well, pre-COVID, we had a student who was having a really tough time because her son had cancer, a little boy. And it was amazing how the people in her class, the teachers and tutors and the students, banded together to help her in practical ways and, you know, not much monetar- monetarily, but but the whole class banded together, and that's what mm-hmm. Sissy was saying: is that they we build relationships that go beyond our classroom. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one teacher who never had a baby shower, and you know everybody got together and and gave her a baby shower. Um, so God, and we have several students who have actually come to church to Grace Espanol and become members. Not not. whole lot because we don't really push membership or church but just because of the loving you know they feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to come so yeah god god has worked tremendously and frankly i think that god works and blesses us as teachers and tutors more than Mm -hmm. more than we ever expected Mm -hmm. because it's just fun yeah it is just a lot of fun you say
0: fun i'm glad you said that because i was gonna say um in the videos that we've done in the past and uh whenever we've had someone there getting images it's so great like it looks like it's a party almost <laughs> it is everyone yes. everyone Every is week. smiling and when you talk about people coming in scared and then to have that transformation <laughs> like they probably feel at home i mean maybe bill why do you think it's such an enjoyable and fun experience not just for the students but for like you said the volunteers
2: I think whenever you step out in faith and to a minister, to, you know, help with a ministry or or even step out to to do something that you're not used to doing because I we only have trained teachers. There's very few. Most of our volunteers are, are just volunteers. But once once you step out in faith, God just changes your attitude. He changes your mindset. you you have fun learning about somebody else's culture and even learning a little bit of the other language. We have, you know, several teachers that are practicing their Spanish. Mm -hmm. Not during class now. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Because we only speak English, hopefully, in the classes. And it's just, I mean, the teachers and
1: the tutors bring fun ideas that Mm -hmm. you can... We do games. Some teachers will bring, like, magazine cutouts. They do... I mean, it's like school, but it's really fun school. And so... And when you have adults you laugh over different random things that come up and so it's just like Kathy said, it's just a lot of fun. And it's like seeing your friends every week. You go every Monday and you see the same people and you just it's you get to hang out but practice the language at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's fun.
0: Well, that is so great. Um one thing I do if someone wants to volunteer, I actually just thought of this. You do not have to know Spanish to volunteer, it's correct? Probably
1: I, would, I don't have to say, it's better if you don't, you don't know. Do. No, not at all. Because no. the best way to learn a language is when you're immersed in it. And so mm-hmm. those of us that do speak Spanish, we kind of have to keep it in sometimes because they're going to learn a lot better if their teachers and tutors don't know Spanish because they okay. can't be helped. So absolutely. I mean, if you know Spanish, it's great it's too, right. especially but, for registration yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it's great to have teachers and tutors that speak English that only want to speak English because that's a great way for them to learn
0: okay Mm -hmm. that's great to know and if someone is listening to this and they're like man this sounds like something I want to be a part of which you you do because it's amazing (laughs) Um, and I know you guys are always looking for more volunteers Um, what step do they need to take where where should they go if they want to get more information and help
2: Um, they can contact me uh, on grace espanol on the website they can come up to me at church I'm there every Sunday unless I'm sick (laughs) and um, or just um, call the church office and Mm -hmm. um, Linda will give them either take a a message and I'll call back so and you don't need
0: volunteers right now you would need them for the next right
2: right this this semester God has blessed us tremendously because um, we haven't had a whole lot of students before COVID, we had like 125 students, wow. which was awesome. Mm-hmm. We had five classes. They were all full. And But then COVID hit, and we are very slowly, you know, yeah. working it back people? up. But God has blessed us this semester with more than enough volunteers. We have one class has three teachers and two students. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or so we do. We have plenty of people, but... Hey, If I always say, if you want to come, you want to observe, you want to see what it's like, just come on Mondays at 630. Let me know, and I'll put you in a classroom, and you can observe, you can help, you can just soak in the the atmosphere Mm -hmm. that we have going.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you two so much for uh, joining me today. And thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I mean, truly showing the love of Jesus and people that I think, look, we all want to be, look, every person wants to feel seen Mm -hmm. and known, Mm -hmm. and um, I think what better way than to help people that don't even know our language and uh, to help them feel loved. So thank you so much. And I encourage you, if you're listening, uh, please reach out um, if this is something God's stirring your heart to do. The next semester is in September, you said, correct? Correct.
2: September the 12th, and we usually do 10 to 12 classes. Okay. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again to uh, Kathy and Cecily, and thank you so much for joining uh, me today. I am Ryan Peterson. This has been Voices of Grace.